Yes, welcome to the Happy Media Host. As always, Brian Dose. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Chewy uh, Darso. Hi. <laughs> and Emily Blake. <laughs> I was really just trying to oh, see like squeak. what you tried to say this time. And then my mind just went completely blank. Uh, we heard. It just became this, this vacuous like this, emptiness of the nothing. The story that you're writing is just not going yeah, well at the all. The story is going John's horrible. John's going to have a lot of important things to say today. Well, guys, it's a story from vacuum. someone who just suffered a seizure. <laughs> there you go. Something, something, word, 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 word. Uh. <laughs> it's the worst story of all time. <laughs> Charles Dickens, you are not. <laughs> and we have a special guest today, an empty chair. Woo! <laughs> Uh, we had a special guest lined up who was uh, taken ill at the last moment and had to back out, unfortunately. But Aww. hopefully we'll have her on again in the future. Uh, so we'll get <laughs> started right with a where have you been doing. I'll go first. I finished by accident. I didn't know I was already that far through it, but I finished <laughs> Big Mouth today. Okay. Um, huh. I started watching it yesterday. So oh. whoops. Uh, You're supposed to be watching Stranger Things yesterday. Yeah, I didn't want to. Everyone do that. else has been. I watching still it. haven't watched the first season of uh. Stranger Things. I, I turned it on and it started and I went. Nah, I'd rather watch something else and then I watched Big Mouth and then I finished Big Mouth so I think I made the right choice because right. I plowed right through that What's show. What's Big Mouth? So Big Mouth is a Nick Kroll show. It's animated and it's about a bunch of kids going through puberty but it is insanely R-rated and it's uh, kind of an honest look and they, they do a very good job at least from what I can tell. I'm a dude so I don't really know um, but trying to show both ends of the spectrum of both being a boy going through puberty and a girl going through puberty but is this like not Hollywoodized at all like kids like oh shit it's fucking two in the afternoon i need to masturbate now 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 how the hell am i gonna get away with this and like the sort of like fucked up things that go through your head when you're in that horrible time of your life and it's very funny and a very good sequence with a girl who uh got a mirror and had a conversation with her vagina nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of, i just the vagina is an animated they look dude. at each other and be like oh hello i've been <laughs> waiting to meet you because <laughs> her vagina gets animated too so it's yeah. talking to her the whole time awesome. <laughs> and I just I love when she's like so this is the clitoris and then over here and over here, and over here is the actual vagina and it's her mouth and she goes oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's I wish <laughs> I wish the audience could see the face that you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my vagina face <laughs> oh. uh, but no it's it's a very funny show it's it's insanely well written I can see why it got renewed like three days into existence uh, I would recommend it it's got so a is, lot of is Big Mouth the vagina. Uh, no, Big Mouth is the Nick Kroll's character. He has a very big mouth. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the awkward uh, Jewish kid. Yeah. Well, they're all awkward Jewish kids. They all I, are? From what I could tell, yeah. They all go to the bat mitzvah. Yeah, but you can, anyone can get invited to a bat mitzvah. No, that's pretty exclusive. <laughs> so I mean, someone who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> non-Jew. I mean, they bring it up a lot. Did you RSVP? It, it kind of seems like they're all Jewish in one way or another. In oh. one way or another. But aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and every Jewish person listening goes, no, no you're not. <laughs> In the commute, you just hear a lot of people like, not at all. <laughs> you couldn't be more wrong with that statement. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, that's it for me. John, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, since I've been into D&D recently, I started watching slash listening to Critical Role, the Geek and Sundry D&D session. Uh, I didn't know they had a podcast version, which has made it a lot easier to listen to on my commute because like, I, I drive for about an hour. So sure. it's like I'm really trucking through it. And I really liked I like it. It's a bunch of voice actors doing D&D and they're all having fun and kind of add a more performative aspect to it. And uh, I've also been learning a lot as I do my own uh, D&D sessions and Dungeon Master. Just things that are possible for me to do as a Dungeon Master, things that players can do and just, you know, watching to learn. 
and it's been really fun and really funny just how a lot of these things can just epic fail in such a great way and yeah i really like it cool sure what about you uh well i didn't mention last week and i didn't really do much this week uh that we watched uh Annabelle creation yeah which ended up being a much uh, more unsettling film than I was expecting at the time. Yeah. Dolls are creepy. <laughs> yeah. Do- dolls yeah. possessing little girls are creepy. Uh, little girls not being able to get away is creepy. Um, she's in a wheelchair. It's tough yeah, to get she's away. In a, it's hard. And oh, they- okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said edible creations. <laughs> oh. And I was trying to figure out what that had Annabelle to do with dolls. creation. <laughs> Got it. That makes way more sense. I thought this was going to be like a show about cupcakes or something. No. It's a uh, shitty flower shop. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's Is dolls that can possess. <laughs> Annabelle <laughs> arrangements. Um, and. Uh, I thought it was great. The demon was very demony. He's way less demony than the first movie, which was horrible. Light, way less demony. Well, I mean, because he's just it, they they fuse them better together in this movie. About oh, the I doll see. and the demon being the bad thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas the first movie is just like the dolls over in the corner and they look and there's the demon just like ah, I'm a demon. Jump out a window, please. <laughs> okay. End of movie. <laughs> Fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, I want to make that horror film. Uh, it's, it's already been made. Vi- it's called like a Annabelle. Great Vine video. <laughs> it's terrible. But for a little bit of a spoiler, I like how they're trying to make uh, this whole thing like a shared universe sort of with the conjuring. Yeah. Uh, there's it- a nun in the movie and she had just recently come back over from her nunnery in Italy or something. Yeah. And in the back of one of her photos and like a... Sh- dark thing and you can only see it on a certain type of reflection is the nun from conjuring too so i'm like Ooh. i'm usually kind of anti this whole shared universe thing that seems to be happening every single movie under the sun now but i think they're actually kind of doing it pretty well i mean if they can do it in a horror franchise please do yeah. it it's amusing just don't denounce it and then hire really bad writers and make poor decisions like universal has i was gonna say you you're talking about the mummy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite episode of the year so far. I didn't even get to be on that one. And I have a lot of things to say about that piece of trash. Yeah, shout out to Elliot, who was talking about watching or listening to our podcast about the mummy the other day. Oof. I mean, like, I've and then never, he took I've, a stab at uh, train spotting too. Yeah. To, oh. Since I didn't get on there, I'll just say really fast. After watching the mummy, I'm like, I have not seen a movie that pitted woman against woman over a man in such a grotesque manner in a very long time. It's a rough watch. Yeah. Not a recommended watch. Yeah. But Annabelle Creation is. That's a great no, movie. No, Annabelle Creation was a great movie. And it's, save for the the dad and the the priest that goes away pretty much right away, it's all a female cast. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah, they do a great job. It has that girl who was in uh, the second Ouija board. The Ouija movie. board, yeah. yeah. Like, that girl is everywhere. going to be a scream queen. She's yeah. a scream queen in the making, and those doe eyes are going to take her far. She's fucking great. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see her in everything she wants to do, or everything her parents She's want to do. She's got, like, two more horror films coming up. Yeah. It's too bad we don't know her name. She's great, though. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go far. Who is she? I don't know. Yeah. Doe eyed girl. Doe eyed blonde girl. <laughs> She's not blonde. On her birth certificate. She's totally blonde. The one in the wheelchair was blonde. They're both blonde. There are different degrees of blonde. That's true, and she's one of them. And while you're looking it up, you can like find her name. I don't like people call brunettes <laughs> dirty <laughs> blondes. Blonde. That annoys me. She's a blondie blonde. No, blonde she's not. Girl. All right, well, she's like, Emily, where have you been doing? I, <laughs> I watched Lights Out, written by my friend Eric Heiser. And hey, he direct, the guy directed that, directed the movie we're talking about. Oh. Yeah, same guy. Wait, you're oh, friends wow. with him? Yeah. He's great. He's like a really nice person nice. who deserves his success. Okay. And his he's, wife he's is- He's from Norway, right? Eric Heiser? He's American. 
No, the director is Norway. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about the writer. the writer. Oh, the writer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He also wrote a rival. I thought and, the okay. and the thing uh, prequel. Yeah. Um, and he's awesome. He also got his, a comic book out. Yes. Uh, Secret weapon. Secret weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's awesome and constantly working. And his wife is also just a, like an extreme badass TV writer. But um, uh, yeah, Lights Out was genuinely Lights Out is exactly the kind of horror movie that I like because it's not gory. There's no blood. It's just scary, creepy people like. Like a lot of like um, tension and a lot of like anticipation and like something showing up and you're just like oh god no no don't just turn the oh god the light won't turn on oh god you know that kind of thing that's that's what I like a lot. Um, I thought it had one of the best written supporting male roles I've yes. seen because like, he's just so on board and like willing to support yes, her. I'm like that's great. awesome. And then that's like when he runs away, you're like oh there's no way he's actually running away. Yeah, like I think I don't know if you're supposed to think he is, but it was like no they've set him up as being too nice a guy. There's no way he just yeah. ditched her. Um, but yeah, I really liked, uh, the, just the, the, the feeling of nervousness, um, that I got watching this movie. Um, and, uh, I, I couldn't watch it in the dark. Like I, uh-huh. I left a light on cause I just couldn't do it. Um, and, but it was also really short, um, which was interesting. Nice. It didn't, didn't well, overdo I mean, it's, it. It's based on a three minute short yeah, film. So yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed, um, yeah, that's. I guess that's all there is. Yeah. Really, I like. Uh, I thought the director had written it, so I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, know that. that's okay. No, no, that ha- I mean, it happens. We that director's moving on to Aquaman, not Aquaman. No. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. Which Brian just informed me the Shazam has been casted as um Zach. I forgot. It. I always forget. Uh, Zachary. I forget his last yeah, name. Yeah, Zachary. From Chuck. Something. Yeah, he's Chuck. He's just always going to be Chuck. Yep. Which he probably hates. I'm sorry. Yeah, and now he's Shazam. <laughs> he's going to so get what's be the, free. What's the final world? Was she blonde? She's a dirty blonde. Yeah. <laughs> and what's her name? Hey, okay. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being a dirty blonde. It just happens. It just happens. Hold on. Now we need to find out her name. Oh, shut up. Riveting podcasting. <laughs> Welcome to the R&D podcast. Lulu Wilson. Lulu. Lulu. A name, name like that and you guys forgot? Yeah. <laughs> I just never knew it. Uh, okay. Should we get started on today's episode? If we must. Yeah. If we must. Uh, so today, I... I there's really no way to preamble this. It's Baby Driver. Preamble. I, I mean, it, it is one of the bigger movies of the year. I didn't bother with numbers. It did well. Did not do as well as they were hoping, but that's the what? bang I of Edgar Wright. I thought it did better than they thought. It did it better than his other movies. So he's did, okay, been, well, he's been so, doing better as far as I can. But uh, was this Paramount, right? I think Paramount wanted this, or whoever the production company behind it, wanted to make a shitload of money, and it made a decent amount of money. And anymore that's why would you expect an edgar wright movie to make a shitload of money it's not really his wheelhouse with an unknown leading actor like there's just like i mean good luck guys but i think it did well i think it is highly one of the highest reviewed movies of the year its budget was 34 million and it made worldwide 226 yeah that means they won 500 yeah this is also the worst year for movies in like 25 years so everything did bad across the board huh Bummer. I just think people need to lower their expectations. They do, but like it did better than I think Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim and Sean no, Dent. Like it did better than did better than fucking Scott Pilgrim. But but like all yeah. those sequentially have done, he like Scott Pilgrim did better than the previous one and da da da. If I remember reading right, it's like he's been getting more money from. Oh, his... I thought Scott Pilgrim was his lowest, but I could be wrong. Maybe. All I know At is World's it... End it wasn't really huge over here. It did well overseas though. Oh okay. Um okay. Well, we should do my uh, thirty second breakdown. 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 Uh, so since I have not made myself do this, and I, if a fucking listener knows the last time I did this, go for it and let me know, because I couldn't tell you. We did it for um, Front Row. We, we did it for Front Row, but for my own show? 
Oh, for your own show. Shh, did Did you do one for the um the battle <laughs> the battle? I, I, think, uh, I did. Battle? Oh yeah, I guess we got that. Um, Chewy just lit for me that nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> wow, <laughs> support. <laughs> All right, whenever. Okay, you ready? Oh God, am I? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready, John? Oh, yeah. All right. And go, go, go. All right. So Baby Driver is a movie about a kid who is a delinquent, steals cars, steals the wrong car. That's Kevin Spacey's car. Kevin Spacey's like, don't steal my car. You have to work for me now. So he agrees to work for him. Uh, he has to pay off his debt by working and stealing and driving and being a badass. And then he decides, one last job, and kills Jamie Foxx and then starts killing a bunch of other people and causes a bunch of people to die, but then rides off to the sunset with a girl who should not be with him, but she is for some fucking reason, and they're happily ever after. All right. 20, 25 seconds. And then she wraps up her entire existence into his and holds her life for five years for him. And yeah. hopefully, maybe it'll work out. I don't know. <laughs> it I mean, it, it always does when Who there's a knows? guy in prison. Well, when you never get to see him again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that at the end of so, a Not Another Teen Movie when they had Molly Ringwald as the flight attendant going, what are you guys doing? No, it's going to end terribly. You're both going to go to college <laughs> and you're going to break up. <laughs> I mean, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Unless it's the world of Baby Driver. <laughs> Um, but honestly, that's kind of where I want to start with this because I have really nothing bad to say about this movie. I have a lot of critiques and enjoyable things I want to talk about, but there's really the only super negative thing in this movie that I feel I just want to get done with and out of the way. The two ladies. And it's not just the two ladies. It's just the, it's the relationship that really irks me the most. The baby and Deborah relationship. You mean the relationship on which the entire movie hinges? Yeah. It, it, it just, it fucking I mean, annoys it's a, it is, the shit out of it's me. It's a very romantic way of looking at it. No, it's a fucking 12 year old boy's way of looking yeah, at yeah. romance. Yeah. <laughs> it's very and, romantic. It, but it's just like, she yeah. She sings if, like my mom. Yeah, she And she's an orphan like me. It, it's just, it's so fucking like cheesy that it's just, like it's just, this movie's so close to being perfect and then there's, for me, there's one super glaring thing that just ruins most of the ride for me. It's just because they've only known each other for a week, and then but she's willing to give up her entire life. Not just give up her entire life. life. She's willing to jump into a life of crime. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start driving away also, from cops. Also, I'm going to try to kill a guy. Like, what the fuck? He, like, literally puts her life in danger. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like, no, this is cool. No, I love you. No, yeah. we're going to survive this. But she, like, but when he says he loves her, she seems like, oh, really? Look, I thought I was the only one this stupid crazy right now. I guess we're both stupid crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid love stupid. Like, it's just so frustrating because I I think it ends up being like because the whole movie kind of plays fast, like fast like the cars and everything. It kind of treats that also very fast and it just, it's not going to work. She's going to be pregnant in second week, guys. See, I think that was the goal, but it didn't work for me. Right. Because everything else had this history to it. So like as fast as it was. You bought that baby and I forget Kevin Spacey's character, but you bought their past relationship. Right. You mm-hmm. understood why Kevin Spacey liked the kid so much. Right. Even uh, baby and John Hamm's character. Like, oh, yeah. Even they had like history. All these people have this really kind of cool ingrained history that made me like these characters. But with Deborah, it's you get one scene of exposition in the laundromat right. and then they're in love. And it's like it just it it is missing kind of what um, a montage I mean, for a movie with a lot of music in it, they could have had yeah. a romance montage. They had a montage of them at the table eating dinner where you never actually saw them eat anything. Mm. But Actors never want to fucking eat or they want to eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of bastards. Yeah. But they yeah. can't ever just lightly pick at the food. It's got to be like, I'm diving in or fuck this, I'm not touching it. Anyway. It's funny. You can a- totally see the difference when you watch the movie too. Yeah. Well, and it's missing kind of what the movie, uh, true, like True Romance uh, does, like sets that up much better. And right. it kind of... Gives you time to, for them to f- 
have that spark, that fall in love and make it believable. And I think this movie kind of went too fast to have that but, particular moment. But they even did the same thing, or he did the same thing in Scott Pilgrim, and I bought it in Scott Pilgrim. Like but I was on board again with, in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, they're just being really that. dumb about love. Yeah, but they're being really stupid about love. But the whole world makes it believable. Whereas this one, because everyone else has long established relationships and these people don't, but they're supposed to be the same level. It just it feels yeah. off. Yes, Edgar Wright writes really good relationships between male friends and oh, just yeah. cannot figure out how Uh-oh. to make male yeah. female relationships I mean, like, feel real. big of a fan I am of Edgar Wright because I am I love his no, movies for sure yeah, he doesn't have a standout female character in any of them it's always about I mean, the dudes yeah. the best would be Ramona but again from Scott Pilgrim it's but still, again, that, still all about him yeah. it's still yeah. all about him and that's you know it's adapted so and, it's still, I mean, his, that character already existed his, before Edgar Wright the relationship in Shaun of the Dead is great but that's because they're like dysfunctional yeah and it's not a, and not a successful romance he's white knighting her the whole time yeah. which I would find irritating <laughs> Yeah, you would not be the good. Person and like, for that. what the fuck are you doing here? We broke up. I don't fucking <laughs> care if you came here. Get out. I'm not going to your fucking bar. Well, that sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> she tries. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really the only major complaint I have with the movie. Does anybody else have a, another one that really sticks out when you get out of the way? Oh, I don't like the the other girl, darling. Darling is. Just a again a twelve year old boy's like mm-hmm. she's sexy. She's girly and she likes guns and she's also kind of like an infant where she likes to suck on things she didn't really have much of a purpose in the gang other than to hang on him yeah yeah and she and, and, really, and then she uses his jealousy to murder people. Well, and then like, she what? threatens Jamie Foxx in the diner, and then that never pays off with her little shootout of the cops. They she misses all of them, and then she she gets killed by the cops. Like she is not yeah. that, that same force that John Hamm's character is promised as. He's that that crazy bull who never stops and is relentless. And, I and the think- movie proves that, but not for her. And I feel like they should have been equals. Like yeah. that's kind of yeah. what the relationship was. Like so, her little choice there about shooting to co- at the cops directly. We're we, even when we saw it in theaters and we were entranced at the time. I was still like, that, "That's a terrible decision." Yeah, that that one kind of broke the moment for me because it was just like it's a really awesome sequence. But then she just stands out there with two huge yeah. automatic. What like you're going to die. Yeah. Like everyone else knows get behind the car, but for some reason you don't like it just, it didn't make sense to her character. Cause before that she might be kind of annoying and did the baby doll thing, but she didn't seem stupid. And then right there, I'm like, that is just borderline stupid. And hers was like a death of convenience in terms of the plot going. Like, yeah. Oh, like, she it, was totally used to make John Hamm's character motivated. Right, right. And baby had to think to kill Jamie Foxx's character. And I thought that was so creative and so clever that he just does that. And it's like, he just takes his oh. action and, and pierces him. Can and then, we, like she can we dies. talk about that moment? Yeah. So yeah, that scene. The thing the thing that I love about that scene, talking more about things I like, and that scene in particular over the entire movie, is that's the moment that Baby stops being a passive character. Right. Because mm. throughout the whole beginning of the movie, I was actually almost a little annoyed with it because Edgar Wright usually doesn't have that character. It's, yeah, for the most part, uh, where he's just he's letting the plot happen to him. Right. And he's not really a participant in his own story. He's just kind of another one of the moving parts. And that moment, he just changes the whole game, which you don't really see done in a lot of movies. Like a lot of movies, kind of has a, if it's a passive character, he's gonna be a passive character the whole way through. And, and it was I, a moment of surprise for me because I wasn't yeah. expecting him in his passive state to do that. I literally gasped in the theater when he did that because I was like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, you, I've done it. Baby made just the, murdered the fuck out of that man. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's such a great just like I'm taking control of my life. Fuck everything. Right. It was an awesome moment, and it's done so well, and it's so jarring and shocking and violent. It's just like. It's awesome. But I then you have happy. her like stand out in front of the car and get shot. So it's like it yeah. it kind of undercuts that in a way like if all these characters could be on the same equal footing, 
it would, as you say, make this a great movie. Yeah. yeah. But everyone's a side character to Baby. Which is, which is fine. He's a totally yeah. fun character. Mm-hmm. You he like is. watching him run around, like prancing to his music and stuff and being and, uh, the cool guy. And as far as getting a new leading man in Hollywood, like I'm totally on board yeah. with this guy. Mm-hmm. He was great. Oh, charismatic as hell. Yeah, he needs to be in we a musical where he dances, dance. though, because yeah. he mm-hmm. can fucking dance. Yeah. Um, Get him in a musical. And yeah, a dance number, like, I don't know if he can sing, but we can find out. He looked like he's been classically trained triple threat, if you will. Trained. <laughs> <laughs> he looks if like a Juilliard will. kid. Um, I have a, one more uh, thing that was irritating me more than the other things was uh, I I, li- I liked Kevin Spacey's character through most of the movie, but I, I mean he was an asshole. Like I did not. Li- I mean I liked his character, but also I didn't like his character. You right. know, and I thought he was kind of a dick. And then suddenly at the end, we're supposed to f- feel like he's the hero guy. I I was very confused by that. I was like, am I? Wait, I don't like him, and now all of a sudden he's a good guy that I'm supposed that to That turn like. was a little like, I was, weird. I, I was really See, confused by what I was supposed I, to be feeling in that moment. I bought into the turn because when they had the line of, I never use the same crew twice, but he always uses Baby, Yeah. I immediately took that he he likes Baby. Like Whether or not he feels like he owns Baby and needs Baby to do these things, either way, he likes that person. So I don't think he wasn't still the bad guy or still a bad person. He just decided, well, I want this kid to get out of here because for some reason he likes him. But enough to die for him? I don't think he planned on dying for him. Yeah, I don't think he planned on it either. Those guys just happened to be there. And he yeah, was like, that was oh, just, this is it. Yeah, that was inconvenient timing. I do not, I think if he had the choice of die for baby, the answer would have been fuck no. Okay. And I think I that, that made a little bit more sense the second time I watched it. In the theater, I was also like, yeah, no, no totally. Turn. But then like, as he was talking about that Monsters Inc. line. Yeah. And like, I was like, okay, so there's a, there's been enough setup to where I kind of had to go back in the movie and kind of follow that. It's like, okay, he's got him with every job, like you said. And then there's that Monsters yeah. Inc. line. He takes him with his his son to the yeah, he or nephew him, or something. Yeah, he so, introduced him to family. Like clearly yeah. there, there's more of a tie there than he has with the other schlubs. He does the jobs with. I don't understand why he, why did he hire the other ones back again? Did well, he it's say just that? a different crew, but he uses the same people, just not assembled all together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? that's, yeah. That's, oh. that's, that's kind of what I guess. I misunderstood it. that then. Yeah. I thought he just had like a million people to choose from. Although why he would ever use bats. Yeah. Once is beyond me. Yeah. That guy is a fucking Ooh. liability. Yeah. <laughs> As he proves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Jamie Foxx had a great job with oh, the role. Oh, for sure. Like, it, like, talk about making me hate a character. I'm just oh like, this God. guy's obnoxious. He's obnoxious. And he's a fucking liability. Yeah. I also hated his sweater. I've ran crime jobs in GTA 5, and you need people <laughs> who are good at their job. <laughs> I would not have hired him. Don't hire someone whose whole shtick is that they're insane. Yeah. And a loose cannon. (laughs) Position filled. (laughs) Tap, tap, tap. (laughs) But I I mean, I I love Jamie Foxx in the movie. I think he is fantastic. And it was one of those roles where, like, I haven't seen him in anything in a while. I was like, oh, I miss him. Mm -hmm. And it's a perfect fit for this that has a lot, there's a lot of humor in Edgar Wright movies and this kind of like fun loving thing. And it needs that crazy kind of offset, that extra violence to. You know, really give that, give that threat. And he really does. He's just this yeah. scary, chaotic element in what's otherwise a very humorous crime movie, where these these are like lovable characters and they're they're ooh crime. But the thing is, you say they're lovable, but I never for once thought that any of them were not dangerous. 
I think Edgar Wright and the cast did a great job making them all feel like, oh, I like this person. I can hang out with them. But fuck me, I will never cross. Oh, them. especially right. John Hamm. Like, yeah. You you really were like, oh, John Hamm's such a great guy, except don't piss him off because I think he's probably murdering. He feels a yeah. little, yeah, yeah. little off kilter. And then that definitely pays off yeah. later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like, you're like, oh, no, I liked you and now I can't because you're trying to kill him. Yep. I was like, well, you had a reason to kill him. Like, I was defending him in my mind as much as like, oh, yeah, you're totally yeah. evil and you're trying to run him down and kill him both. But like, oh, you're so, you miss your girl. But I, but I get your motivation. Yeah. yeah, I get your motivation. You're That's alone great. now. But it's like characters like John Hamm's character where I go, like, this movie was fucking incredible. Like, they did yeah. such a good job because he was so likable. Like, when he's like, they have their whole conversation about what the killer track was and they're like, oh, oh yeah. we listen to it together. And like it's just like it's almost cute. Like it's just yeah. kind of like adorable moments. Yeah, like that's oh. John Hamm was perfectly cast in that yeah. role because he's so capable of being both the nicest guy you've ever met and a cold blooded like fucking piece of shit asshole. Yeah, I and not all like, not every actor can pull that off being no, both. And he does it at the same so time. well. Like and he did yeah. it throughout all of Mad Men. Like that kind of was mm-hmm. his character in Mad Men was he is a great dad who's a fucking asshole. And he kind of yeah, yeah, Don Draper was a bad person. He was a bad yeah. person. And like this sh- this thing was more of an extreme, but it it still kind of had that feel to it. Whereas like, he's a good guy. Like he could walk into anywhere in the world and people accept him as kind of like a nice looking good dude. But at the same time, he's fucking horrible. Mm. And I really like that. Yeah. I just, I wish the, I wish the girl got as much. I don't know. I don't know. Was, they set him up to be a very Bonnie and Clyde ask yeah. thing. And we just missing the Bonnie. She was yeah. supposed to embody innocence. Uh, and in mm. uh, the, the pro, you know, she was, she was an innocent person. Uh, who he protects at the end because she's not made for this life. Oh, no, I was talking about his girl. Uh, the oh, one that you don't like. The baby uh, darling, girl. Darling. Yeah. Darling. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Okay. I, yeah. I was no. like, really? She is? Because she shoots people. No, no, no. The okay. other girl, she's not innocent at all. No, not she's at all. She's no, Deborah just shoots people looks. Like, she, yeah. she's the, supposed to be an ex-stripper or something, right? Who yeah. made him cheat on his wife and leave being in Wall yeah. Street or that and entire then, speech. Yeah. yeah, and then they became druggies. and they yeah. So she's the baby in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can but, I just say, I like how they refer to their habit. Like, the uh, the nose habit or what? what, 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 what uh, how do they refer to it? Like, not nose candy, but like, when we, when we clear our nose out or whatever. Uh, I don't remember. I don't but it was, they, they, it's just, it was they, clever. I remember yeah. that. And so understated. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. They were just talking about drugs. Well, that's I, I like that line from Jamie Foxx. I hope it's somebody's quote. But where he's like, you guys uh, steal to support your drug habit. I do drugs to support my stealing habit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Was that your line, Cherry? No. Okay. Uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you had that good face of like, yeah, you he did. motherfucker. The chewed out I am chewed just out not aware of the faces I make. <laughs> I just really wonder what people think of me on a daily basis. Well, look at him for a while and find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll be like, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you so angry? <laughs> and happy. And curious? <laughs> and confused? It's great that we're talking about Chewie's face on a on a, um, on a a podcast. Yes, it's... It's, it's really helpful. I'm a very Riveting animated podcasting. face, people. <laughs> uh, that I am not in control of, apparently. <laughs> Gotta control that face. Yeah. Your face to fall in. Uh, where do we want to move to? What do we want to talk about? Music. Should we talk about the music? We should probably. Oh, talk about it the is music. my the music and the editing essentially are my favorite things. You, about this they kind of have to go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, the music uh, was way overhyped for me because okay. by the time I actually got to the 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 movie, because I saw it what like a week late, I feel like something like that. Oh, maybe. I, yeah. I know. I know Emily saw it before we did because we talked to her about it for a while, but it was a. Uh, Everyone told me how great the music is. And I feel like every time somebody says that, when I go to see the movie, it's like, well, it's good music. 
but no, it's, it's not, very good music. It's not my favorite songs of these people. It For, felt like a lot of like the deep cuts. Like this is my favorite song by Queen. It's not your favorite song, by Queen. right? I mean, it felt like a lot of right there was a little bit of music pretension, music. especially in the yeah. uh, laundromat scene where they're like this song and this song, and then the diner. They they kind of wax a little. Uh, uh, my favorite hipster about the music. Mm. My favorite soundtrack Wax from him hipster. is uh, "Hot Fuzz," but I'm sure a lot of people don't agree. I think for me, it's how the music is used. And, Absolutely, and, and it's the yeah. way that this is a, a musical, <laughs> yeah. in the way that it's edited and constructed, and everything is on the beat. And as someone, as an editor who really likes oh, that I sort did of thing, love that. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, especially the gunfight where I was just like, dun, 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 dun. like that, that was in. I never caught that. that the was first so time cool. I, saw that, I did not catch it when I watched it this time. I was like. Holy shit, every gunshot's on the beat. Yeah. So is there the montage of them going to dinner? The entire like camera spinning around them with no, the no, movements no. is yeah. all to the song? No, that makes sense. But or I'm, I'm when talking the cars about, are going like, through the garage and you, it whips past the pillars. Each pillar is a, a, a beat in the, in the yeah. song. Yeah. It's like, those things are so and it's, great. It's so, it means you plan your shit out ahead of time. It means that like he knew exactly what he was. He went in with confidence and like an awareness of what the plan was before they started, yeah. which is well, great. Didn't he did edit on set. Yeah, so the editor was on set with him doing that, and oh. I read the interview, and I was just like, "Holy damn, that's, that's like, bonkers!" That's didn't aggressive. You, Brian, didn't you say that he had this movie planned for like the last ten years, though? If or not something? more so. He, yeah. In the behind the scenes, he said about fourteen years. He's fourteen been years. Wow, he even did it. that uh, that music video with Noel Fielding that was actually this movie. Yeah, it's just the opening scene of this movie, but <laughs> yeah. with Noel Fielding. If you've never of. seen that uh, music video, watch it. It's really good, and it's just kind of funny post I'm glad they included on the, included it on the Blu-ray. Yeah, it is on the Blu-ray. Because I watched it right after the movie, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good song, too. Um, God, and now, it, I'm, now I'm wondering what the script supervisor was... Like, what, was your, what would your job be on set if your editor... If an editor is there editing things while you're on set? Like, getting the editor coffee and going, <laughs> I fucking hate my job. Bitching with each <laughs> other. Or just in tandem being like... Yelling no, that, lines. Like, you could actually see like yeah. oh this is missing this is yeah. discontinuous yeah. like i'm sure they worked very much in tandem yeah but it was there's a in the behind the scenes if you watch it there's a funny moment where he uh edgar disappears into a trailer and then he comes out with a laptop to show john um i don't know how to pronounce his last name berthal the punisher uh barenthal uh, uh barenthal is that Bar- it barenthal? barenthal um but he comes out and shows him the cut he's like you're fucking nuts man <laughs> it's, like, it's like i love that guy <laughs> But I just, yeah, that, the foresight of just going like, these are the tracks that are going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to use these songs to, for these scenes and we're going to cut it on because they had to, like when they're doing the rehearsals, they play the songs loud. Right. So they knew that all their actions had to be on beat. Like they just, there's so much planning in that. Love planning. And, and it's just like, but I love planning too, just on a general shoot. I mean, the show I work on, which will not be named, uh, we do no pre-production meetings whatsoever, uh, right. ever. So all uh, of our shoots come back fucked up. So planning, oh, none of us on our job do pre-production either. Yeah, planning is great in general, but there's planning and then there's this, which yeah. this is almost like an obsession. Like this right. was so well planned and then executed. Like you can have the best plan in the world if you don't have to execute it, it counts for shit. But and if the, and if it weren't enough that it, it was all planned, the movie calls this out many times where the music stops or has to be restarted. Yeah, and it, it's like it calls so much attention like to how it's made that it just. It's so filmmakery, and sometimes that can be a distra- like a distraction for people. But I eat that up. Yeah. Where it's well, like- and Edgar Wright knows what he's doing when right. he does it. He's not just like, "Look at this cool thing I can do." Every choice he makes is for a purpose, not just right. sort of to show off. It's a story purpose. Well, here's the thing: is I, I've talked to some people throughout the week about the movie, and I think it's an, an important distinction: is that everyone I know who's in the industry or near the industry or somewhat related to the industry thinks it's one of the best movies of the year. People who aren't. That's fine. Yeah. Mm. And it, it seems like it's, Edgar Wright kind of runs into that problem, I think, a lot. 
Because I, I, mostly people I talk to are industry people. That That's 90% of the people I talk to on a daily basis, which is great for me, but it means that I get very little glimmers into the outside world. Oh, yeah. And I when, I, we... when I step outside this bubble, it's like, man, yeah. you guys see Baby Driver is great. What's Baby Driver? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys right. see The Raid? The Raid's the best action movie ever. Never heard of it. Yeah. when yeah. It, Like, I gave my brother both Raid movies for Christmas one year, and then months later, I asked him, like, did you ever watch them? He's like... One of those foreign films. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that the movie does this too. Like that, that the, the scene that you make me think of with that is the very beginning when he's walking down the street and like all the, the, oh, the art words on the street are, yeah. are, are part of the song. They are weird words and lyrics in the song as he's walking by. And I, I was like, this is amazing. But no one else I've watched it with has noticed that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's a very, it's a very, I filmy. didn't notice it in theaters. I noticed it at home. All of it was so obvious, but I work in art department. Yeah. So exactly. Always yeah. at the See, that's, a, that's like, the thing is that <laughs> this is a great movie for people in the bubble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're always looking at the things we yeah. like, Yeah. but we're all in the bubble. So right. I'm thinking like this would have been a great time to have somebody on who knows nothing about film, but sadly, like I said, most everyone know I know like, are film actually, people. <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is near the end when they're in the parking structure Baby's in the truck, uh, Buddy's in the cop car, and they're staring at each other, but there's this deep red on John Hamm's face, oh, and then yeah. the yeah. blue on Baby's face, and I'm just like, oh, oh great, oh. evil versus good. And in my mind, like, Edgar oh, like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so good. <laughs> there's so many of those moments where we're just like, oh, this technique, this this yeah. thing, it's so great. He's seeing red, he's evil, and yeah. it's evil versus good, and everyone else is kind of like, well, I, <laughs> it's a cool I, scene. I do wish there was more of the classic Edgar Wright, like, quick cut you know, thing that he does when, because he thinks that these things like putting seat, there was a seatbelt one, I think, where they were putting a seatbelt one. And because uh, he does that because he said those things are so mundane that he finds it funny to just like, right. make a big deal about them um, and do them the, like, uh, like that. The bar fight in uh, World's End is kind of yeah. along those lines where like there's so many of those little quick cuts and quick moments that are just so comedic. I mean, there yeah. were a few in here, but they definitely weren't as on the nose as they usually are. Right. Not, Him making the sandwich. Yeah, like the sandwich. Yeah. Uh, there's another one I was thinking of, but it's like, yeah, little ones, but they're... Yeah. Not as many as he usually does. Yeah. I mean, this one, for me at least, feels the less, like, the least Edgar Wrighty yeah, out of all sure. the Edgar Wright films. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's a problem in the movie. I, I just I can see why a lot of like the diehard egg right people's put this one rather. Simon down Pegg's not even in it. <laughs> Nor's Nick Frost. What the fuck are they yeah, thinking? Yeah, what the uh, fuck? Yeah. Uh, but like I think, I think that's why a lot of like the diehard egg right people think it's like, man, it's okay. It's like, well, I actually think it's kind of better than a lot of his other outings. But that's because I feel like he pushed himself more. He pushed himself and he restrained himself in parts. Like he kind of yeah. he kind of he kind of pulled back in this movie. It seems like. And I appreciate the movie, especially the second time watching it, more for it. Whereas, like his his other movies, he just goes full tilt. He's just doing his thing and just kind of un, uncontrolled, which I mean, is so, a blast. Which it's is a ton blast. of fun. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, this feels scaled back. The other ones felt like he was making uh, a film with his best friends and having a good time, and the film is just kind of a byproduct of him having a great time. This one felt like he actually went out to make a movie. And I'm not sure if there's a negative to there or a positive, but there's definitely a difference between the rest of his movies he made before and this one. If you have, uh, I assume you have at least one, uh, like Hot Fuzz or something. Do you have the Do you have the Cornetto trilogy like pack? No, we we bought them as. I don't know if it's on those. I know it's on the like the trilogy thing. Um, There's some special features where they uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg stand in front of their 
um, their uh, easel where they have their notes mm-hmm. that they did when they were coming up with all this stuff. They saved them. And so they go through all three of the movies and they show all their like mm. the, the papers and the notes, they like how they broke the story or whatever. And it's it's clear that this is like the most fun thing in the world to them. Like they had such like their banter and the things they write down and they're just like they're pointing at things and they're going, what the fuck did this come from? I don't know. Like and it's just they obviously had so much fun. So it's like exactly what you said. Like yeah. it's, it was yes, they're they're writing a story together, but like it's obvious that they just they just were doing it to have an absolute blast and it pays off. I mean, when you watch the movies, you can tell this movie is made out of love. It's made out of fun. And yeah, Baby Driver feels still like it's still like he loves it, but it's le- it has less of that like woohoo, we're having a good time yeah. quotient and more of a serious filmmaker. Which I mean, that makes me so much more excited for Edgar Wright's career, mm-hmm. like as a he director, because it well, proves he can he can mature. And yeah, and I say that very carefully because, well, I'm not saying his other outings were immature, right, right, but, right. but it's yeah, it shows that like, it shows growth and it shows mm-hmm. like he has the capabilities to do both, which is awesome. Like I'd still love to, for them to do another one of those. I don't think they will. Although Se- Simon Pegg did just come out and say that they'd written a Shaun of the Dead sequel about vampires. Uh, <laughs> Which sounds awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but like a YTT in there. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, it, it'd be awesome. But I, I don't need another one because right. I have them. And if this is what they're doing now, I'm totally on board. Like I'm on board for what they want to do. And I think I like where Edgar Wright's going. Like I like that I we have Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and all those. But those are of a time for me. Yeah. As as a viewer, like I want to I want to move on and keep getting some of that style, but just matured and directed in different ways. You know, and I think that's what he's doing, and I like that. So to go back for me wouldn't yeah. be as appealing necessarily. And then if you watch like the behind the scenes, which clearly I did, because um, I keep bringing it up, uh, he, everyone on set just keeps talking about uh, like like working with him. It, the behind the scenes kind of turns into a, a great blowjob fest. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're really big fans of him, apparently. <laughs> uh, Usually but with they, those, I kind of fade out a little bit of watching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they say that like working with him on this thing, it was like so clear that he had the entire project in his head from beginning to end. And like John Hamm keeps bringing it. Like, I think he had every frame in his head memorized because there wasn't a thing that he didn't like want down to the T. Right. Like there's very little room for improvisation. Like there, it was just, this was very much Edgar's head on screen, which that is makes me just like, that makes my little script supervisor heart go pitter pat. Like, <laughs> just like, Oh yeah. That means when you ask him a question, he immediately has an answer. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Well, that and it's like, sexy if, guys. If you go through like the, uh, the animats that they have again on the Blu-ray, like it's usually when you look at the animats, you look at what ends up on screen. They're close. Like they're, they're like, they're like cousins, if you will. Yeah. This they are spot on, like the animations for what where the plan of these things to look like and what they ended up looking like are nearly identical. Like it's mm. it's kind of mind boggling. Like I, I've looked at a lot of that stuff because I've always kind of enjoyed it. Like I like the behind the scenes, like the yeah. the from fucking storyboards to picture. It's like oh it's kind of fun. Like oh look what changed, what didn't work, what did work. Uh, it all worked. Yeah, they made sure it worked. And that on top of uh, what I want to talk about next, uh, practical driving. Man. Good lord, Good God, amazing! And I, I have a, a friend at work who had been like, I thought there'd be more driving. What? <laughs> like, dude, it's okay, called sure. Baby Driver. I mean, I'm sure there could have been more car stunts, but the fact that they wanted to keep them all practical, 
There's only so many you can that do. The fucking SUV going over like yeah. all the hills and crashing in through stuff and just and it was just awesome. the fucking the red car that was in every single trailer because how could you not use that footage as much as possible when he did the skid between the two? Oh, yeah, that was a holy cool. shit! Oh, I've failed many of move, moves like that in GTA Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, afraid and, you were gonna save real life. Oh, like, yeah. John, oh, don't John. do that. Don't stop Jesus wrecking Christ. your cars. <laughs> he's got he's got the kid in the back. Yeah, Karina's like faster, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> We're going shopping. Uh, but <laughs> we gotta get to Barnes and Noble. Right. Uh, I know there were some uh, wire assisted stunts and yeah. whatnot because you kind of have to at a certain point. Yeah. At a certain point, yeah. safety. Uh, well, it's that, and they wanted Ansel driving the car, and he's not mm. a professional driver. Apparently, he's a very good driver though, but he's not a hundred percent. Is that part of his Juilliard training? Probably. <laughs> they do. They do have a course on that. You have ballet and driving. Uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw this. They broke down where he was driving based off the geography in the frame. Yeah. and followed his that that first opening chase. Yeah, and how ge- geographically accurate it was cool. to the edit and to the location. Oh, I, that's my so heart hot. went pitter patter. Oh. I was just like, "Oh damn, that's so nerdy, I'm, <laughs> dude." No, I'm there with you. <laughs> when oh. I saw that, I was just like, "I gotta watch this again." And I watched it again. Oh, and they're like, hey, man. get back to work. Guys, like, I'm going to yeah. go back and watch this movie and masturbate to <laughs> it. The, that the editors and the scripties find arousing is not the same as me. It's good things you learn on After the yeah, you, like, you, like, you see art in the background and get yeah. excited about it? I'm like, ooh, color schemes. <laughs> what a well-spray-painted wall. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'll always enjoy La La Land for all of its problems. That movie's beautiful. Oh, it yeah. is so beautiful. It's beautiful. The costumes are also very beautiful. Anything in this movie stand out? Well, yes, the lighting and the framing a lot in this film was really good with the environments they gave them, like how where they did their business uh, with the green and kind of taupey, like cream Mm -hmm. other side. It's very like kind of dirty, but everything is also warm. There isn't any... There isn't any totally unwelcoming sets in this film, which a lot of times in things that are dealing with crime, there'll be an unwelcoming scenario. What about the uh, the shootout sequence? Well, that was just classic dark warehouse with boxes in the middle. That was a standard. That was the only one that I thought would be considered <laughs> unwelcoming. That- I mean, it's unwelcoming because you're going to go meet some maybe some rough people it's, but it's yeah. weird watching that there's scene. nothing that really stood out in it it was all about that sequence with the shootout yeah uh, it's weird seeing that scene after watching free fire which makes use of its like warehouse oh. yeah the whole movie so then you're just like this yeah. this the second time through the warehouse feels less yeah like, it feels like they put less attention on so, that one versus the other locations which have so much character to them like they feel real this warehouse didn't feel exactly real i liked how a lot of the stuff around baby was all very classical Oh, uh, yeah. especially in the apartment with all the records and all the greens and everything in the small television. Yeah. I think it was a tube TV. Yeah. I'm like, everything was just kind of old around baby, which got to my feelings about baby where I think he's kind of a Mary Sue, um, mm. James Dean character. Because oh, for a, sure. a lot of my guy friends who I would consider sensitive <laughs> really loved this movie. They yeah. were like, that's so me. I can, oh, I relate to this so much. Like, very, very, it's a very romantic movie. Yeah. In his dream sequence, when he's leaving to go on the road with Deborah, it's well, 1950s. He's the, yeah, he's wearing the, the sweater and she's got the yeah. poodle skirt. And like, yeah. Like, all those details in this movie. It's, it's all about, this movie's mostly about romance. And honestly, yeah. the crime takes the second seat a lot of the time. Uh, the other thing I, I thought was really cool, 
talking about art is the costuming in this movie. Oh, costuming was very good. What? I love the sequence when he's running away and he tries to put mm. on the outfit and then you're like, ah, mm. shit, the cops are still right behind me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It didn't work at all. No, it's just like, this is, I'm shoplifting for no reason. And now he has to run around wearing two jackets. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> uh, but I, I, there's a there's a slight moment in the, again, behind the scenes, if I'm a broken record on that, uh, where the costume designer was basically just like, well, I wanted each character to be amplified by their costume. Like, mm-hmm. their costume is like an extension of their skin. So, like, that's why everyone's wearing such starkly different things throughout the yeah. whole thing. And I thought it actually kind of worked. Like, Baby I, is dressed like a greaser the whole movie. He's dressed like a greaser the whole movie. Bats is dressed like a completely insane person. <laughs> uh, I loved John Hamm's, like, all black, dark leather, like, super tough looking. Like, I used to be on Wall Street. I have money sort of look. I don't know what to say about the other girl. She was a baby doll. Yeah, she was kinda. dressed like a sexy baby doll the whole time. Yeah. And equipped with a sucker, which I hated. <laughs> it's like whenever I see a girl trying to like be arousing while sucking on a sucker, I'm like, stop it. The baby look is so gross. <laughs> Don't like it. Regency period. Yeah, there are some people who enjoy it. Ugh, they has an entire episode of how I met your mother when Ted is dating a baby doll oh, and yeah. how everyone else hates her. <laughs> That was actually very popular. Guys, here's some trivia. That was actually very popular during the Regency uh, period in England um, before Queen Victoria. That was the that was the in look was to make women look as much like baby dolls as possible. Whoa. So that's why they had the big oh. uh, bonnets that completely covered their faces. Oh, they had like yeah. lots okay. of like like cute dresses that made them look childlike, and they had bows and flowers and shit all over them because so the you, so yeah dumb. It, that was a very popular look uh, back then. Very glad I wasn't alive then. Yeah, well, like, it's ah. because every woman was owned either by her father or her husband yeah, that'd be terrible in that time period just the worst yeah uh we've been talking for a little while now is there anything that we haven't hit that we want to we've the uh, uh the old man the old the, the oh, yeah, joe yeah. yeah was it joe uh i don't remember his name his foster dad foster dad i'm bad with character names <laughs> i used to be really good about him but now i don't have my phone near me so we just have to go with joe uh he i like a very I liked, nice looking old man i liked their relationship and i liked how they're like most of their di- like I like that their whole dialogue was silent because of him being deaf. And I just liked how that, that was just, it was just silence in a musical movie. The, the poignant conversations between them were just quiet and still, and it was really nice. It was really nice. And then baby could play his music as loud as he wanted. <laughs> yeah. And Joe liked it cause he could feel yeah. the yeah. vibrations. And then they paid off really well at the very end when he's uh, baby is also <laughs> his ears blown out essentially. Mm. And he's listening to his mom sing by feeling her. And just, yeah, that whole kind of his relationship with uh, Joe. I believe it's Joseph. Joseph? Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't research. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's definitely Joe. Joe works. Joe, yeah. Short. Joe Schmo. I mean, he's, he's deaf, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, sure. I'm kidding. Uh, you can't hear deaf, us say his All the deaf wrong. people who are listening to this podcast are going to be hey, mad. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit, I feel like they're, an they're, asshole they're, now. They're, oh. <laughs> Everyone gets speaker. to be an asshole every they're now and then. They're the speaker on their commute to work, and they're like, what? <laughs> and also, oh, never mind. I'm, yeah, I'm we're going to stop. stop that right now. Can uh, they drive? <laughs> can, we're can stopping they, it. <laughs> Did you say, can they drive? <laughs> can deaf people drive? <laughs> Anyhow, about Joe. Uh, I like Joe. I just I felt like uh, for how much he loved Baby, he was too much of an enabler. Mm. That was my only kind of thing with it. I was just very happy he didn't actually get physically injured. Yeah. He was just kind of taking yeah. a nap on the floor when Baby got up there nah. near the end. Which means Jamie Foxx is just a dick. He just stole yeah. his wheelchair. Yeah, I'm just going to steal your wheelchair. Thanks, bro. 
It's amazing that no one killed him sooner, really. Yeah. And it's not like that uh, That room or the building is going to take care of him. Hi, I can pay in cash for the next 10 years because I, I have all this cash. Don't ask me where the cash came from. I got it from Walter White. Yeah, or why a helicopter followed me here. Like, don't, yeah. no, no, it'll be fine. Just keep taking care of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't see that working out. <laughs> Turns out Baby's kind of an idiot. Uh, well, he's a romantic. The romantics are not necessarily idiots, but a lot of times. Uh, romance is kind of dumb. <laughs> Oh God! Says my wife. <laughs> I mean, I love watching it, but a lot of times when I'm watching it, I'm like, you guys are all making terrible decisions, you stupid blubbering idiots. Just yeah. go have sex. Yeah. <sighs> Romance. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Should we move into quotes? Quotes, 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 quotes. Yeah, why not? Quotes, quotes, quotes. quotes. My favorite quote, which I kind of already said, was near the end when Baby takes the key out of the truck and goes, you're not meant for this life. And I'm every time he says that, I'm like, dude, she helped you beat somebody up, ram people with cars, and she's driving away from cops. I think she's very adept. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, don't make this decision for her. Like, she's all in. She's really the only person we didn't talk about much, but there's not We really talked much about to her say. at the beginning. Yeah. I just talked about how much I hate her relationship. She makes terrible decisions because she she's does. also a romantic. Two romantics do not make a right. Two romantics end up dead like Romeo Same. and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right, so my quote is, uh, it's a very short little line, but it just kind of clicked with me that I thought it was funny. It felt very Edgar Wright. Uh, when they walk into the gun exchange and uh, Baby obviously has the headphones in, he's like, what's he doing? Oh, he's loony like his tunes. <laughs> nice. It's like, ah, it feels very Edgar Wright to me. Oh, I've got one kind of in a similar vein of that sort of style where they're, um, it's the... Um, it's the, the heist that goes wrong with the two guys, the guy from sure. Back to the Future. I can never remember his flea. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that conversation but he with the other guy, J D. Uh uh baby's like, Your your tattoo says hat. Yeah, I used to say hate, but to increase my chances of employment I had to E removed. And he's like, How's that working out for you? It's like, Who doesn't like hats? And I wasn't expecting that the second time <laughs> that around. That was I, really funny. Yeah. And I just I lost it because I'm like, what? And he's got a good point. <laughs> Who doesn't like hats? I'm wearing one right now. Dogs do not like hats. Oh, that's true. They think your head looks weird. And so does no, they Gr- don't like wearing them. No, they also don't well, like people wearing <laughs> them. And then Groot cats is- also do not like wearing hats either. That's very true. true story. This is very true. And neither does Groot. Um, uh, okay, I my, my I got one uh, because <laughs> I'm supposed to um, because it's a musical and I had this in my head for like a week afterward and now it's in my head again. I'm going with. B A B Y baby, that's mine. There we go. It works. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can sing apparently. I I, I do okay. <laughs> I can't sing. I get by. Uh, <laughs> I like karaoke. Modesty. I, I make do. I make do. <laughs> Review system. Musicals. Mm. Musicals. Musicals. Oh my god! We were just talking about guys and dolls, so I'm gonna say guys and dolls. Okay. Sweet. Do you have a reason why guys and dolls? Because guys and dolls is really great. And it has awesome <laughs> songs in it. And also some, you know, actually the women in Guys and Dolls are better than the women in this movie. Um, yeah, I like it. That works. Uh, I'm going to go with Hairspray, the remake. And I think I've used it before recently. But I just did it because it's, it's uh, very stuck in the 50s, kind of like hey. Baby's character is. And it's got a lot of colors and dancing and energetic and fun, just like this movie. Oh, I'm going to add that Guys and Dolls is about crime. Oh, that works. There you go. Boy, I yelled impulsively a musical and then I had to back it up. So <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I'm going to do a little shop of horrors. 
just because uh, I like it. No, <laughs> no, I, it, it brings me the same sense of joy in its construction of its songs, its music, and its sense of humor. Both have a very fun and unique sense of humor about their given genre that they're in. I mean, they're both musicals, but they're, they're story types. Like, this is car heist, this is sci-fi, but I like how they handle it, especially the comedy. Yeah, that works. And uh, yeah, both movies bring me a lot of joy when I watch them. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sing Street. Okay. Because hmm. it's about a boy who loves a girl. And he'll... He's an idiot, do, too. Yeah, he's kind of an idiot. But he's actually turned out to be really good at the thing he's doing. He's a pure romance. He doesn't really know this girl. But he's going to run off to England with her. And they're both going to become Dingling? successful. <laughs> Dingling. I said England. Don't oh, I? it's not like you said Dingland. I thought I said Dingland, Ding- too. Ding- Dingland, like Dingling, Dingling. Dingling. Like they're gonna go out. She's Maybe gonna go I was about to say him. Dublin or something, and then what I does that mean? I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, we they're gonna, well, they're trying to they're run out to go England. Dingle. They're we trying to, to run away. <laughs> we went to dinner and then dingle. Oh my god! <laughs> Next time you want to get busy, there's a lot of good like, music. Hey, in Brian, it. you want to go dingle? Instead of, instead of Netflix and Chewie's like, gonna cut a bitch. We need to let her finish. Um, and it's a romance that I don't think it will work out at the end. But it's real cute that they're trying so hard. I think it worked out wonderfully. Yeah, oh. I don't know. The movie's adorable. Mm-hmm. And Dinner and a dingle. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> so that brings today's episode to a close. Dingle off now. Oh my god. We're <laughs> done with dingling. <laughs> no, we dingle are not all done the way. with dingling. That's a new word that we're using. It's a podcast approved word. Hashtag dingle. <laughs> it's a podcast denied word. Hashtag no more dingle. Hashtag? Hashtag? Hashtag not all dingle. Oh my god. <laughs> Now we're not even talking. No, these aren't even words anymore. <laughs> okay, great. so next week. <laughs> this is a soul coughing Next song. week, we have our second episode of our ongoing, very slowly ongoing series of all the films that have won Best Picture ever. So we're starting things off for the second week in time uh, <laughs> with the Broadway Melody. Thunderous Which we're all applause. very excited about. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. I've heard both wonderful and terrible things about it, so those are always my favorite ones to watch. Uh, and then coming up to coming up after that, in celebration of Justice League, I thought what would be better than a movie chock full of CGI to do than to do an animated DC movie battle? So that's any of the movies from DC's very large catalog of animated films up against each other. It should be a lot of fun. Oh, that's the battle. I'm, so, I'm Now I'm mad. I'm going to have to miss that's it. I won't be, be able one. to talk about the Wonder Woman movie I like so much. Nope. Now one of us will have to take it. Uh, and then after that, we have L. If you didn't see that one last year, apparently it's fantastic. I look forward to watching it. And then the week after that, we have The Big Sick, which I've also heard is fantastic. All good stuff that I haven't really seen yet, which is exciting because I usually don't have that capability. Usually I've seen everything by this point. Yeah. So, yeah. You movie watcher, you. a lot you. of movies in this world. I have watched 167 movies so far this year. Good Lord. Brian's uh, very unhappy with a lot of those. Oh, yeah. I've made a lot of poor choices. I've enjoyed like 30 of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I've seen them, and I will release the list on our After the Hype page at the end of the year. Oh. That's my plan for a while. Oh, you've been logged? Like, you log oh, everything yeah. you've seen? I've logged it all. That's That's... He's trying to be Scorsese. Okay, because that sounds like a little obsessive compulsive. I, I keep trying it? and then forgetting, and then like thirty, There's, like twenty. Uh, David Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah. David Fincher inspired me. And, uh, the Finch man. Fincher. The Finchster. The Finchster. All right, bye. Jingle, 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 jingle.